if you love something and you're good at it, it's going to be a big win. I think the nuance on that is if you love something and you're not good at it, it might be worth doing because being happy is more important than making money, but you have to be honest with yourself that you're only gonna make $40,000 a year being a painter because nobody's gonna buy your painting. If you learn to live on a $40,000 a year budget, this is, you know what's funny? I've, I've realized something about me, I'm like, right. I'm cooking an entire meal with the things I talk about. So in individual ingredients, when people look at it, it might be one thing, but if you take all the things I'm saying, it's an entire meal. Okay, and I I like how you react, I like that. I like it too, because I think it can bring a lot of happiness, and if you understand how the internet works, there's a lot of people that can be much happier if they settle into, I'm a $63,000 a year t-shirt maker. You see where I'm going? But it takes another ingredient, and I know this is a good one because I'm really getting them right now. You have to live a life on the means of 63,000. You can't be a $63,000 a year t-shirt guy, but mommy and daddy are giving you 100,000 a year so that you can live in a better neighborhood and drive a BMW, because that's gonna lead to resentment between mom and dad and you, and entitlement from you. You have to, if you wanna be a big shot, I love when people, you know, some of my more young liberal friends are like, I just want to be happy. And I'm like, no, you want to just do art, but you want your parents to pay for it. We need more real conversations. We have to put making 63,000 a year because you love t-shirts and that's all you can do on Shopify and at the flea market. You have to buy a home that you can afford. You have to go to the Holiday Inn, not the Ritz Carlton. If we can get to that, it could get big. It could get real big. And the way we do that is by us applauding our friends who make 63,000 and go Holiday Inn, not, look, I went to the Ritz-Carlton. I love the journey. I love the journey. Because it makes you cherish the win. You know what's funny? I will actually argue that one of the great vulnerability, one of the things I don't like about Gary is I'm incapable of smelling the roses. I don't like the win. I didn't like my birthday the other. The team, I had a really interesting moment two weeks ago. The team did something very sweet for me. My team, Gary, put, made content and put up my face and a big thing for me in Times Square. And they brought me into an office and they're like, we gotta show you something. And D-Rock and D-Kirk were in Times Square during the hour and were live to, for me to see it. And I reacted as if they like stole my wallet. And a lot of the team doesn't know me that well. And I, I, I remember thinking, this sucks because this was so sweet and I'm so grateful, but I'm incapable of faking my emotions. So I just, I don't like, I know. you understand? I it's a vulnerability of mine. I actually, you know what's funny? I'm satisfied, you know what's funny? I'm fully satisfied in the game. I'm fully satisfied right now. When I win, I don't like it. I don't like it. I just like the game. It's why I think I'm such a good entrepreneur. I don't want the money. I don't want the BMW. That was I don't, actually my next question, but I'm glad you're telling me. Continue, you don't want the BMW. No, I mean, I'll drive a BMW. It, it, it's fine, I don't have one, but like, no, none of this is for the stuff. All of it is for where do I rank as the best entrepreneurs of all time? Number 37, number four billion, number one, number 19. Like, I'm playing the game, the real game. And I think actually, 
one of the reasons that I think I've become the entrepreneur that is giving back by far the most, in my opinion, to other entrepreneurs with no is because I probably subconsciously think that's my hack to being the best entrepreneur. Because Bezos and some of these other, they're putting up some real numbers and I don't think I'm gonna get there. Uh, but in my own mind, if I'm judging entrepreneurship on impact, I genuinely think I'm having a huge impact on the next generation of entrepreneurs. And that makes me proud. And wherever that means in ranking, it feels very good. I'm chasing admiration. Everybody out here is chasing private jets. I'm chasing admiration. Okay. It's one thing to be seen. It's another thing to be seen for what? Are you being seen because you know how to kick a football past a goalie? Are you being seen because you're wildly attractive? Are you being seen because you're funny? Are you being seen because you stole money and it looks like you've made money? Like what are you being seen for? I want to be seen more than anybody in the world. Why I'm being seen is what I'm most proud of. I like that. You, to many you seem fearless. But what are you afraid of? Snakes. I don't like snakes so much. Me too. I don't like yeah, snakes are fucked up. You know? <laughs> I don't like snakes. I, I fear the death of 10 or 11 people a lot. I actually think the first time I truly disappear for a little while is probably one of my parents' death. I can see myself really going into a, a form of depression or a funk because I live my complete life on the gratitude that those people are healthy and happy. I'm completely, po the reason I'm fearless and happy is because it's about those 12 people. So my fear, intuition, it's really the one thing left for me. At 44, there's one thing left that I'm curious about with me, which is when I lose one of them, what happens? Do I do what I normally do, which is default into such optimism that I say, I'm so lucky that I had all this time with them? Or have I put all my chips in there and when one of them goes, I do go into a place where I can't get my juices going for a month, three months, a year. I don't know that answer. But that is the one thing left that I want to, that I'm excited. I mean it, I'm ex even though I fear it. It's the one thing that I'm, it's the last piece of curiosity I have about me because everything else is very obvious. Any regrets? You know what's funny? I'm, I'm really good at not regretting things, but I will say this. I do believe that I took it too far when it comes to work ethic between 14 and 30. I worked every minute. Nobody will ever know. My, my mom got emotional about it a couple years ago. She's like, they'll never believe you because she almost feels bad. My dad too. I mean, I worked every minute. All of them. All, I mean, all of them. Literally every weekend, every summer vacation of my entire adolescence, I worked. And I don't think that's healthy. That's too much. That's, I could have used some balance. Um, so I do regret that a little bit. I do. Um, my problem is it's hard for me to regret because I think me being so unique has led to so much happiness 
that I, I, I the reason I, the re, I'm trying to challenge myself to actually answer these questions with that, but, but then I have to say this for the record. And then, even as I just told you that, I, in my chemicals, I can feel like, no, I don't regret it. Because the extreme that I went through created a very unique voice that leads to all my happiness. I, I, I can't, I can't, it's, it's my journey. I can't, I'm too happy. I'm just deeply happy and grateful. I can't critique. My daughter is already showing that she is a remarkable student. She might be the best student in her class in a private school in New York. My daughter's much better at school at this age. My daughter is a much better reader right now than I ever was. Uh, she, and like that makes me happy. Like when sometimes my friends figure this out, they're like, are you okay? I'm like, with what? They're like, you hate school. I'm like, I hate school for me. I love school for her. She's learning her ass off. I, I don't have any absolutes. I just want flexibility. I don't have absolutes, even though I speak in absolute terms. Everybody else has absolutes. Yeah, black or white. Right, I'm only gray. I'm just talking about things that are the alternative to the accepted black. Got it? That's what I'm doing. I think I operate in the same, I don't think one size fits all for anything. It can't. It's, you know why? We're logical. Very. It's been. Dangerously so. so yeah, but, but, that, but, but by the way, that's how, we're, you know, that's how we got to this. It can't one size fits all. Here's the proof. Here's me, not, and I can show you a million people that are happy, functional, and wildly successful that crushed school and loved it. And that's amazing. But, you know what's interesting? I grew up in the US when entrepreneurship was nothing. And school was the... And so now to see it the reverse, that, it's funny, that's why I'm pushing against entrepreneurship for everyone. I, I just want self-awareness. People confuse how one communicates in a certain environment for their truth. When I'm on stage talking to 5,000 people, and I'm hyped, and, and if I'm angry, I'm, I'm angry at the systems that have created their unhappiness. I'm actually thrilled that I escaped those vulnerabilities. I'm actually so grateful it's funny. So, yeah, I see all those comments and Adderall. The, the, the funniest one is my college friends spent their entire four years trying to get me to smoke weed, and I promised my mom in seventh grade that I would never do drugs. So when people leave the comment like Adderall or cocaine because I'm so fast and hyper, me, my, my college friends get the biggest kick because they just think it's so funny because they're like, man, if they just knew. Uh, I'm fast, but that's just because I have a lot of adrenaline and I talk fast. Like, and my brain works fast. Uh, Do you think you have a big ego? No, I, but I think I have enormous confidence. I think ego is insecurity. Big, if a big ego is big insecurity. That's I think we are all I think people, egos and it can be a good tool, but if you let it control you, very dangerous. I, I actually have no connection towards ego. I, I don't think I'm special. Let's just start there. I understand that I was gifted things, but that's not me. I think my parents are special. 
I think my parents should have an ego. But I'm the, bi- I'm the byproduct. How the hell, that's like, I love people that are gorgeous. They're funny to me. You didn't do anything. Yeah, you were born this way. And that's how I feel. Just because I understand people better than almost anybody I've ever met, I didn't do that. That's, my parents had sex at the right second. It's hard, I mean this, it's hard for me to think I'm special or, you know, 